The Lutheran Women's Missionary League has been proclaiming Christ and the saving gospel message for 75 years. Mission grants totaling $2,075,000 during 2017 to 2019 are supporting 22 domestic and international ministries. Be part of the mission. Support these grants and learn more about them at www.lwml.org. How do we respond to Mormons? How are they different from Christians? Today we're going to talk about responding and witnessing to Mormons. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries. Uh, I'm in the studio by myself today, and in a couple weeks I'm going to be doing a two-hour seminar on this topic, but I thought I'd go ahead and talk about it on our program. There won't be any participants, no one to do feedback with to talk about, so I think uh, I'll be able to get a lot of the information in, and I think it's important that Christians understand Mormons are not Christians. They don't believe in the Christ of the Bible. And I know that's confusing for many of you. Family Shield has had the counter-cult ministry for many years. It's one of our earliest ministries. And uh, we have interviewed hundreds of Mormon experts and ministered to hundreds of family members and friends who have a loved one involved. We help equip them to learn to cope because it's challenging to have a Mormon in your family and witness as God opens doors. We recently hosted the Adams Road Ministry event at a local congregation and heard testimonies by four ex-Mormons, Micah Wilder, one of my favorite people. And I don't want to go into a lot of detail about what he said, but one of the things that I did note is that he didn't go into a lot of the details about their differences, but just encouraged his own family and friends to look at what the Bible says, especially the New Testament, as it relates to Jesus. Look at Jesus. Just put aside all the things you've learned about from being a Mormon and what they teach about Jesus and just look at God's word. And um, all four of those people that were part of his ministry, one was his brother, one was now his brother-in-law, and then a young woman that had been raised in a polygamous home shared their testimony and had been impacted by what he said in God's word. So God's word is powerful. And um, sometimes we don't need to know everything. We just need to understand that Mormons do not trust the Bible. They would put the Book of Mormon above the Bible, but that doesn't matter. You just encourage them to read God's Word, especially the New Testament, and look at what it says about Jesus. I like from the book The Truth in Love, a book by uh, Reverend Mark Cares, this statement. He says, the main difference between Christianity and Mormons can be summarized in this way. Christianity, God gives us salvation that is based on Jesus, perfection for us from Jesus. Mormonism, God gives us a plan of salvation that depends on perfection from us. And that is really, in a nutshell, the difference 
between what Christians believe and what Mormons believe. Christianity, it's all about Jesus. He was the perfect one. We cannot be. Mormons, it's all about what they do, their good works, which is a false teaching and doesn't at all teach what God's word shares. That's why it's important to go back. If I only had a couple minutes with a Mormon, I would say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints teaches a false Christ and a false gospel. And we could spend an hour on some of the verses related to that. Unfortunately, in today's world, the Christian church, Christian denominations don't teach enough. And many times people say Mormons talk about Jesus, but the Jesus they talk about is not the Jesus of the Bible. I did prepare some do's and don'ts, and uh, I thought I'd go ahead and share those. Some do's. We stress Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 that eternal life is a free gift, not a result of our good works. We do good works in response to God's love, but we don't earn our salvation through them. I encourage you to memorize Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. It's a great verse to know. What other Bible verses might you memorize or talk about that could help you when an opportunity to share your faith arises? Learn what Mormons believe and teach. Read a book, and I'll be sharing some books. We have a whole list of resources about what they teach versus Christianity. Listen to one or more of the Family Shield radio programs that feature experts on Mormonism. We have a whole slew of them, and I can share that with you through email. Pray that the Lord would go before you and open doors of opportunity to witness in love to those you meet. Read a track. Again, we have lots of tracks that we purchase and give away to those that want to learn more. One of them is Mormonism, a Christian view, and we can share that with you. When they come to your door or you meet them in the community, ask their name, and then later on, write it down. After visiting with them, pray for them. Ask the Lord to help them come to know the Christ of the Bible as their Savior and Lord. And uh, he will. Prayer is so powerful. Here are some don'ts. Don't slam the door in their face and be angry or hateful. Show love. Too many times Christians think they have to be angry with them. Most Mormons do not understand what the Bible really teaches. They became Mormons as children and were raised in it, or they became Mormons because they didn't know God's word and uh, were approached by someone. So remember that God wants us to love and show love, not hate. And um, Micah, in his presentation this last weekend, talked about how many people were so abrasively rude with him, slamming doors in his face and and being unkind, and yet they called themselves Christians. But it was when a pastor who was loving to him said, of course I'd be happy to sit down with you and talk, and then shared the message of God's love through Jesus Christ, that gospel message, that it changed his life. While Micah was on his Mormon missionary journey in Florida, he became a believer in the Christ of the Bible, totally changed his life, and changed his family's life as well. They all came to know Christ. But here's some other don'ts. Don't begin the conversation by saying you are in a cult. It, it's true they are, but 
pick your words wisely. And you might not also say you're not a Christian. Now, they think they are. And so a lot of times those kind of negative comments at the very beginning just close doors and they don't want to talk to you. We do know the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, LDS. Um, Their organization doesn't teach biblical doctrines. But remember, each Mormon is different. I've interviewed many ex-Mormons that said they didn't know that the Mormon church wasn't just another Christian denomination. And they didn't find that out for a long time after they got involved. Then they left. Some don't know what the Mormon church really teaches. Remember that there are no theologically trained pastors in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They just uh, get involved and then rise in ranks pretty much because they're good business people. So instead, get acquainted with them, show love, and find ways to share God's love in Christ with them. It might not be a one-time deal. You might have to spend some time being their friend before they trust you enough to listen. Don't just talk about good works. Talk about Christ and the forgiveness he offers us every day. Pray now that the Lord will give you the words to share the law and gospel with your new Mormon friend. Let's talk a minute about the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Mormonism. Joseph Smith, Jr. was the founder. The roots of Mormonism began in the United States in the early 1800s. At that time, there was great religious fervor. People often refer to it as the Great Awakening. He grew up in New York. He, He was disturbed about the religious turmoil in that area, which... Now, he called them religion. Which religion was correct? He was actually talking about different Christian denominations, but he was confused about that. He was only 15 years old when he went to pray in the woods near his home about which religion was correct. Soon he said two heavenly personages appeared to him claiming to be God the Father and his son, Jesus. They told him none of the religious groups were correct. All of them were wrong. They told him there was no true Christians on earth. Now, I have a question for you, and as I teach, I usually stop and ask questions. How is that statement unbiblical? He said both God the Father and the Son appeared to him and that they told him there was no true Christians on earth today. Well, God's Word says we cannot see God the Father. It says God, but it's always referring to the Father. And Jesus himself said the church would never die. These are both biblical teachings, and it would take a little bit of extra Bible verses to explain them more. But we know right away that his story is false because it goes against Scripture. So right away, we would know that Joseph Smith didn't really see this. This was maybe a dream. Maybe he was... uh, Uh, having some hallucinations, but he believed it, of course. And um, then he claims he saw more revelations. One was from an angel named Moriah, the son of Mormon. Moriah told him about some golden plates that were hidden near his home, and he was forbidden to remove them, but was told of a magical means of translating them. These gold plates were to become the Book of Mormon. He finished his translation in 1829. 
No one but Joseph Smith ever saw the plates as they were translated. He claimed this book to be new scripture. Again, remember, Jesus said the church would never die. And scripture is what God's God the Father tells us. Listen to him. The book claimed that Jesus Christ visited America after his resurrection and closely parallels ideas that were popular in Joseph's day. In 1827, Joseph married his first wife, Emma Hale. I'm going to skip over some of this history, uh, although at other times we might have time to talk about some of those things. Uh, Joseph Smith was killed by a mob in 1844. He had been thrown in jail, and there was a lot of persecution right prior to him being uh, thrown in jail. It was over his theology because it was so radically different from what Christianity believed. But it was also over the fact that he had more than one wife. And by that time, uh, Mormons had moved to Nauvoo, Illinois, which is still a very popular place for Mormons. But there's also a couple really great Mormon outreach ministries located in Nauvoo. After he died, Brigham Young became the new leader and led the Mormons west to Utah. Uh, This religious organization today brings in over $3 million per day and is one of the mighty financial empires, especially in the United States. So uh, Mormon temples have been built in many U.S. cities. I want to make a few announcements, and then I'll continue discussing uh, Responding and Witnessing to Mormons. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Mormonism, Who They Are, What They Believe, and several tracts that we purchase and give away to Christians so they can learn to respond and witness to Mormons. To request the booklet and tracts, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us your address, witness to family at gmail.com. These will be mailed to you, so we do need your complete address. Thankfully, the gospel is free, but our radio airtime is not. Your support makes the radio outreach possible. Currently, Family Shield is behind on expenses directly related to the radio outreach program, and we must catch up before the end of the year, so we do not have to make changes to our radio network which would include eliminating one or more of our radio stations. Your prayers and support are important. Please prayerfully consider a gift of $25.50 or $100. Did you know you can also charge a gift on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com or you can send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Thank you for considering this opportunity. If you're a Thrivent financial member, that means you have life insurance or other assets with Thrivent, you can designate Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice and search under Family Shield. Or call Thrivent directly at one 800 847 48 and their employees will help you do this. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. During 2017, more than $2,000 has been given through the Thrivent Choice 
$1,000 program. We are so thankful for you that approved that Thrivent gift. You can again contact us at Family Shield, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. I also want to let you know I'll be presenting a half-day seminar on responding and witnessing to Mormons at Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood, Missouri, on Friday, October 27th from 9.30 to 11.30. There's no cost to attend, but we do encourage you to make a reservation because space is limited. Let us know you want to attend by emailing us at witness2family at gmail.com. I want to continue talking about how to respond and witness to Mormons. And uh, let's talk for a minute about the differences between the Mormon God and the Christian God. Uh, Another book that I like to recommend is Mormonism 101 by Bill McKeever of Mormon Research Ministry. I've interviewed him numerous times. I have many uh, archived programs on Mormonism that we can send you by email if you're interested. But this question came up uh, last week. Uh, Somebody wanted to know the difference between what Mormons teach about Jesus versus Christianity, and it wasn't something we could answer in two minutes, so I said, I have a tape. I actually have a couple tapes on those topics. What is uh, the LDS's concept of God, and how does it differ from Christian beliefs? According to Mormons, God the Father is not eternally God, not immutable, not self Existent, they believe uh, that we were once undeveloped intelligences, not transcendent, unlike humans, they believe God is an exalted human, not omnipresent, present everywhere, uh, and not all-powerful. Now, that's very different from what we believe. They believe that Jesus... Uh, What do they believe about Jesus, and how is this different from Christian beliefs? They believe in a mythical Jesus, uh, and a false Jesus is dangerous. That's why God's Word warns us against false Christ. They believe Jesus is the brother of uh, Satan or Lucifer, and Jesus told us to beware of false prophets that look like Christians— The LDS concept of Scripture is that they don't trust the Bible. They don't trust it as much as the Book of Mormon. Uh, Their concept of salvation, we'll talk in a minute about that. But uh, major doctrines of Mormonism, God himself is an exalted man. They reject the historical Christian doctrine of the Trinity. Again, I mentioned they believe Jesus and Satan are spiritual brothers. They believe that Jesus was not begotten of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I already mentioned they don't trust the Bible. They have extra biblical revelations known as the Book of Mormon, the Pearl of Great Price, and Doctrines and Covenant. They deny that man is justified by faith alone in Jesus Christ. This is important so we understand. And they teach that man can someday become a god. Now, these are, I'm saying these really quickly. We're going to go into more detail at the seminar, and, and we have a lot of different past radio programs that are much more thorough in these topics. Uh, the leadership of the Mormon Church, I'm going to touch on some of the strange teachings and beliefs of Mormons. There's no professional clergy trained in theology in the Mormon Church. They have a number of wards. Wards are like churches that complete a stake. 
Success in the business world is important for them to become a leader in the Mormon church. All Mormons are required to donate 10% of their income to the church. And as I mentioned earlier, it's one of the largest organizations financially in the United States. Polygamy means having more than one wife. Joseph Smith, it's documented, had 48 women listed as his wives in Nauvoo, Illinois. And they were all sealed for eternity. This teaching is not promoted today, but it still occurs in some of the sects of Mormonism. One of the young women that came to our event last Friday was raised in a polygamous home. She's only, I don't, I didn't ask her age, but I would say she's only about 23 years old. And she told me she had 32 brothers and sisters, and only two of them today are Christians. So she asked for our prayers. So it's not something that doesn't happen. It's more prevalent than you would know. Uh, Talking about temple rites and garments, Mormon temples are built throughout the United States. Only members of the church can enter the temple, except when they first open them up. I was in one when it opened here in St. Louis. A number of secret rituals take place in the temples, including baptism for the dead, marriage for eternity, and receiving endowments or special blessings. Temple garments are worn by active Mormons. This includes a small apron containing secret symbols. Active Mormons are buried in their temple garments and also wear special underwear that has these symbols on them. Most, it's said, never take them off. Now, how they do that, I have no idea. Some non-Mormon critics see a strong connection between Mormon temple rituals and Masonic temple rituals. I mentioned baptism for the dead. We won't go into that uh, much, but the living Mormons today are encouraged to be baptized for those who have died outside of the Mormon faith. Mormons are extremely interested in genealogy. This baptism may be by proxy or by living relatives, and they do a lot in that area. I think Ancestry.com is their ministry, but I'm not positive about that. Marriage for eternity. First of all, marriage for eternity is, again, another one of those biblical teachings by Mormons that is false. Marriage performed or sealed in the temple do not end upon one party's death. Such marriages, they believe, are for eternity, and children are also sealed to the couple for eternity. It is permissible for a Mormon man to be sealed to more than one woman. Now, God's word clearly tells us we will not be married in heaven. And so, again, you can often go through these and see a lot of their teachings that go against Scripture. But you need to know what Scripture says to be able to discern that, discerning truth from error. Word of Wisdom is from their book, Doctrines and Covenants. It shares details about how to live your daily life as a faithful Mormon. It condemns the use of tobacco, alcohol, and other strong drinks, as well as hot drinks like coffee. It advises against the regular use of meat, except in times of winter, cold, or famine. Now, we could go in a lot more detail, but again, time is not going to make that possible. Mormons today teach the father had a body of flesh and bones as tangible as man's, and that's from their Doctrine and Covenant book. Joseph Smith taught this about the Trinity. Many men say there is one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or only one God. I say this is a strange God, three and one and one and three. 
He further concludes that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three gods. And this is from their history of the church, and I've got the, the, the pages as well. So Mormonism does not teach the Trinity as the Church of Christ, the Bible and the body of Christ has taught it through the ages. The LDS Church has no, no longer adheres to the unchangeable nature of God, but rather states God himself was once as we are now and is an exalted man. We have imagined and supposed that God was God from all eternity. And he says, Joseph Smith says, I will refute that idea and take away the veil so that you may see. And that's from the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith, page 345. So again, just kind of running down a few of these things that really put them outside the body of Christ. Mormonism informs its members that all mankind will go to one of the following eternal kingdoms. They don't even believe in the heaven we believe in. The high, they have three heavens. The highest is the celestial kingdom, and this is reserved for all faithful Mormons and could lead to godhood to the male members. The middle kingdom is the terrestrial kingdom and is for those who do not accept the gospel according to Mormons, but who live an honorable life. The lowest is the celestial kingdom. And this contains murderers, adulterers, liars, and thieves. So there's no hell in Mormonism. But there are three heavens, which again, goes against what God's word says. Uh, I have just a couple minutes left, so I'm just going to mention something that Micah said. Uh, He said, as he read the Bible, he realized the Jesus they had taught him about was not the Jesus of the Bible. And he stated, it isn't the same gospel, and it isn't the same Jesus. So I had a whole list of things I was going to share about how to witness to them, because it's important that we learn how to do that. But I, I've, I've shared a few of these things already. It must be out of love. If you're trying to witness to them to put them down or for any other reason, don't. Just pray for them. Uh, recognize that Mormons are lost and in need of the true Jesus of the Bible. Build a relationship with your Mormon neighbors and friends. Become acquainted with their teachings so that you can compare them to the Christian beliefs. Emphasize the trustworthiness of the Bible. Even though they don't believe it, tell them it is God's word and we need to believe it. And stress that uh, feelings can err. We don't trust our feelings. We trust God's word. So again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield Ministries. I've been talking about responding and witnessing to Mormons. And uh, we have lots of tracks, uh, booklets that we can share with you. I also have a list of great resources that will help you learn more. You can learn more on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. You can email us at witness to family at gmail.com and we will send information to you. We can send some past radio programs and uh, we ask that you would join us in praying for our ministry and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. 
and tune in again next week for Family Shield.